0: Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve.
1: Okay, um, we had just um, uh, wrapped up uh, the, uh, the resentment um, inventory and, and identified, uh, uh, started to move into fear and I realized something that was left out. Of uh, on the, the um, fourth column, it it does it says where were we, where had we been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and fighting? Everywhere. And so so uh, so the thing is that that write briefly, for example, um. In, in the case, I lied to my wife about my mistress, I was dishonest. Not just, I was dishonest, okay? I need to write how I was dishonest. How was I selfish? Uh, I have some difficulty. When you look up selfish and self-seeking in the dictionary, you, you don't find a real significant uh, uh, difference. Uh, one way, though, that I've, I've heard it put is, selfish is, is me deciding what I want. And self-seeking is what I'm willing to do to you to get it. Right. Okay. Um, but 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 it but I never try to parse that out with sponsees because it's because what we're lo- really looking for is what what was my mistake? What did I do that contributed to this problem? Okay. And because uh, that's what my mistake was. But just saying, I was selfish here, I was dishonest there, and just having you know. Taking the four words and putting them in the, the fourth column in whatever or random order, I don't think is particularly helpful. Uh, and and, um, and and the notes again don't have to be extremely long. The important thing is that when we get to the uh, fifth step, when we start talking about this, um, you know, when when uh, it, it it's it's really kind of a concern to me when if somebody's done this kind of halfway and they look and say. Hmm, I don't remember where I was being selfish there. You know? Well, write it down, and then you will remember. Okay? All right.
0: Bill? Yeah. I've struggled in my working on my resentments that came from childhood when either my mom was belittling me or mm-hmm. my father was missing out on something or
1: what was my how do I define my part except frightened? Well, I'm not looking for prop part I'm looking for mistakes. and the mistake I made was I held on to it for 40 years that's dishonest okay I used it I used I used it I used it as an excuse for for how I mistreated other people that was selfish and dishonest okay. I had a resentment that I went over with my sponsor the very first time I did this. that was years old. The person who did the thing that I had listed was really in the wrong. My sponsor pointed out that after all of these years, I'm the only person on planet Earth that <coughs> is aware of it any longer. Is there anything wrong with that picture? That's right. That's right. The point is that it's killing me, it's not killing them. And I held on to my, my resentment towards my mother long after she was dead. So, uh, and 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 again, the other thing that is that is that is helpful with this is uh, is praying for the other person. I know why my mother was spiritually sick. Okay, she grew up with my grandfather and grandmother as parents. Okay. And I know why my grandmother was such a horrible mother to my mother because her, uh, her father was a uh, surgeon who was an alcoholic drug addict at a time when that was horribly shameful. And her brother, who was also a surgeon, died in the drunk tank of the Nashville jail back in the 1950s or maybe 40s. And you just don't know how hard it is for a prominent surgeon to die in a drunk tank, unless he's managed to piss off an awful lot of people an awful lot of time, I he just had to be a bad alcoholic, <laughs> you know—and—and um, and so, 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 yeah. If she grew up in a in a in a family like that, what kind of mother is she going to be? And and I'm pretty sure you know it's kind of like who are we going to blame? How about Adam and Eve? Because they're the guilty ones, you know. Trash right on back. I'm telling you, I, I, man. Now, just think how long this list is going to get if I if I pursue this. Or the other is I can just say, wow, these people were spiritually sick. I think I'll forgive them. Um, okay, fear. So we reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment in connection with them. Uh, and we ask, and then we ask ourselves, why we had them? when It because self-reliance failed us, and um, and and then it goes on to say, perhaps there's a better way, for we're on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying on God rather than ourselves. So, and and I like this. We are in the role to play the. We are in the world to play the role he assigns. Just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him does he allow us to match calamity with serenity so if you uh, live this way of life what can you expect calamity (laughs) trials and low points what if you don't get sober what can you expect calamity trials and low points the question is, uh, do you want to match calamity with self-pity or serenity? You get to choose.
0: Um,
1: I have been sober long enough now that I have buried two family members in sob- sobriety. Okay, um, I'm not telling you that, that, that sobriety made it made it fun or painless what i'm telling you is that as a result of me being in recovery when my sister's son was killed i was able to be a really good brother to my sister when my brother was killed i was able to be a really good brother to to both my sisters a brother-in-law to my sister-in-law who had just lost her husband I was able to be a good friend to so many of Tom's friends who, who, were, who actually probably spent more time with him and saw him more frequently than I did. But so, socially, they were not accorded the same, uh, uh, the same degree of deference for having lost a, a, a good friend as I was being given for having lost my brother. And they were still, they, and they were still hurting, because my my brother was a really cool guy, and he left a big hole in a lot of people's lives. Uh, and the other part, I didn't mean to go into this, but I will anyway. The, uh, I I was at work. I got the call, and my I had to I had to uh, that he died. Um, I, my, my partner was off that day because I planned to take following uh, day off uh, to go to a uh, recovery conference. I, we had to call him in off the golf course. He had to change clothes. So it was a while before I, I was able to get out of the office to go out to my <coughs> sister-in-law's home. And while I'm on, on, on the way out there, my, my phone rings, and I pick it up, and one of my sponsees is calling, intending to leave me a voicemail. And then he said, "Wait a minute! How come you're answering? Because you don't generally have your phone on at work." And I told him what had happened. Oh man, that's terrible! Uh, if I can do anything, let me know. And I know he meant it. You know, it wasn't just empty words. And then I went out to 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 the house. My wife met met me there, and the rest of the family had to come in from Nashville. And turned my phone off. And friends started gathering. And Um, a few hours later, I turned my phone back on and uh, looked at my, my voicemail and it was full. Because you guys have been calling reminding me that I wasn't alone. I had lost my brother and that hurt, but I wasn't alone. A lot of the people who lost my brother did not have the fellowship. Uh, you guys were a channel of God's love to me, so that I could be a loving and supportive person. And remember that last paragraph: seek that I may uh, grant that I may seek rather to love, comfort, and understand than to be loved, comforted, and understood. See, if I don't have God, I can't do that. And my my higher power did not show up in burning bushes. He channels it through people like you. And, And the question is, for those of you who haven't cleared out the parts of self that are blocking you from this, the question is, Do you want some of this or do you want more of what you've had? Because this is what life is like in recovery. So, we never apologize to anyone for depending upon our Creator. Uh, We laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it's the way of strength. Uh, the verdict of the ages is that faith means courage. All men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize for God. Instead, we let Him demonstrate what demonstrate through us what He can do. We ask Him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what He would have us to be. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. Okay. Anybody that that's not... Willing to start out growing fear, you can just stop listening. You can leave. But if you if if you're tired of being driven by a hundred forms of fear, this is this is the solution. Okay, let's get some let's get some uh, uh, fears up here, um, uh, I, and I'm going to list some that I know. Uh, since all, it's all all men here, I know it could be poor husband, but let's just say poor spouse. Okay, in other words, we're not the husband or the wife that God would have us to be for our spouse. That's a fear. Okay, yeah. Fear of discovery. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and that is a, by the way, that's a human uh, fear that people will, will, will actually know the real us and reject us. And uh, this is a great place to outgrow that fear. Okay.
0: Failure. Poor father.
1: Okay. Uh, somebody said poor father. I'm going to hit some others here, uh, and 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 because because it's not the fears that that is, is important. It's the solution. But but what we're going to do is we're going to get a, get a few here, and uh, and then uh, how about uh, uh, fin- uh, financial failure, uh, poverty. Okay. Embarrassment. Huh? Embarrassment. Okay, that's kind of discovery. Abandonment. Okay, yeah, abandonment. Okay. We let's 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 stop here because I want to get to the solution because each one of you will, will get the opportunity. To, to do this, and I really encourage you to do it, and and uh, I now I'm I'm now now down to only one fear, okay? It's a doozy, but 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 I'm down to just one now. Uh, so so here's the uh, uh, here here's the here's the thing. Now you take a you you uh, we ask we ask God to remove the fear and 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 show us what He would direct our attention to what He would have us to be. Okay, if you're worried about being a poor spouse, what would God have you to be? Uh, passionate. Not lustful, passionate. Go look up the difference. Passionate, loving. Uh, you, can go to, you can go to the, the Corinthians letter. Uh, patient, tolerant, kind. All the things that love is. Okay. Uh, but, but anyway, you can, you can just put this in. Okay. Okay. A fear of of uh, of, of discovery. Uh, if you're if you're afraid of being dis- discovered, why don't you just become transparent? And then what they see is what they get. Okay. How about stop being dishonest and become honest? And then you don't have to be frightened. Okay. Uh, uh, how about how about if you if you. Uh, 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 become the uh, the person you were created to be and that's what they discovered poor father what would you want in a father how about uh, patient present. accepting Virtuous. involved there we go uh, involved and present I'm involved I like that um my dad was, was, was a workaholic, so he was never home. Somebody asked me when I was seven, eight years old what I wanted to be when I grew up. The answer was the patient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can see him? Yeah. hmm Okay. I, and, and the sick thing is I went, in, I went to medical school so I could practice with my father. Son of a bitch died in the second year I was in medical school. Now what am I going to do? yeah, uh, and, 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 and with that kind of resentment with that kind of resentment I managed to I managed to miss out on all the joy that's available to helping people and being a healer. I missed that for twenty years of my career. That's something. Yeah, it is something. It takes a special kind of person to, to do this in their own lives okay uh, <laughs> financial fi- fi- financial and poverty okay first of all let's start being start by being uh, frugal um, uh, I, I like the, the word uh, of, of, of steward um, uh, and, and, and trusting in God to provide fiscally responsible. Well, that would be frugal. Yeah. Okay. And then fear of abandonment, okay? How about if I if I were to be a a uh, a loving and supportive friend? Who who has a loving and supportive friend? Who has one loving and supportive friend? Only
0: one.
1: Okay, no, but at least one. Okay? Okay. Are you going to abandon that person? No. no, no. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, oh, the damn the movie. Uh, uh, it wasn't Tombstone. Uh, it was, but it had uh, 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 Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. Was it Tombstone? But anyway, the thing was, uh, yeah, the thing was, uh, Wyatt Earp is my friend. Well, hell, I got uh, lots of friends. Well, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. If you don't, if, they, if he's friends, the only friend you got, you got to walk down the OK corral with him.
0: <laughs> Need lots of friends
1: um. and wives or something. Okay. Intimate
0: with God.
1: Well, I love um. Okay. This is the point. Okay, now, the, the idea is we identify our 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 fears, and and I and 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 I would suggest that if you you, you, you write them all down, go over them with your sponsor, go over them with other people. What what you will find is that my I have a fear of losing my job. Well, hell, I'm not afraid of losing my job. I'm afraid of losing my paycheck. Oh, that's a fear of financial poverty. Okay. Well, I mean, come on. If you win if you win the Mega Millions and lose your job, what's the problem? Anybody that would yeah right cash okay. fear you know. So 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 my point is they start you you start you start with fifty fears and you realize that they they boil down to ten or eight. You work. You, you work at this for, for for just a decade or two, and 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 you may find out that, that they really are only one or two or whatever. Um, so get yourself, make the list, and 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 list your fears and discuss it with your sponsor. Once you get the final fear list, which will probably be no more than ten, that'd be my guess. Um, if you have more than that, that's okay, but, but I'm just thinking you won't. If you get, then get a three-by-five index card, okay, and, and it turns out from, this is experience speaking, um, it turns out that a three-by-five index card, if it's lined, most all of them have ten lines. Isn't that convenient? Okay. So on one side of the index card, you number and list your fields. On the other side you flip the index card over and 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 on the index other side of the index card you write what God would have you to be and you number those so that each fear has a corresponding what God would have me to be numbered on the back. Then um, you got two choices here. You can do this in pencil or you can do it in ink. If you do it in ink, it is important that you laminate the card once you've finished it because pencil does not run when you sweat and you're keep going to keep it in your shirt pocket. Ink does. I had to laminate mine. Uh, I, by the way, I found it. I still got... The original one that I did seventeen or however many years ago, and, oh, it, it it looks really sad. The lamination is coming undone. It's been beat up because it's been carried in my pockets. So what you do is you carry this with you. Um, uh, you can even lay, lay it. it do, does anyone uh, in earlier sobriety uh, wake up in the middle of the night with a sense of impending terror? Okay. Okay, uh, so so it's okay to keep your fear card on your bedstand if you want, okay? But otherwise, it's always on my person, okay? And I mean, this was like for, I don't know, two or three years um, that I did this. So I carry this. Now, when I find myself frightened, the first question to ask is, what am I afraid of? And once I identify, oh, you know, uh, the boss has called me into the office. I'm afraid he's going to fire me. This is the fear of financial. Or maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, because uh, one of my fears early on was it's not being fired. It was being a, a being a poor physician. See, uh, there, and and Joe's back there nodding. See, there's a lot of really piss poor doctors. They're making money hand <laughs> over fist. Okay, and then there's some some really good competent doctors. Who who uh, who who because they take too much time with their patients they get fired okay so I'll, but I want to be the, uh, I want to be a good doctor so how about compassionate uh, competent respectful attentive would you like to see that in your doctor okay those are characteristics that I put so when I have the fear. Fear of losing my job. Well, that would be uh, a, a good employee. Well, what is that? Reliable, honest, hardworking? You know, these are the things I want to be. So when I, when the fear hits, I identify what it is. Now, I'm scared. How well do you think when you're scared? Okay. When was the last time you were so scared that you couldn't read? Okay. That's probably been a long time. Um, so. You pull the card out. First of all, you find yourself a quiet place. Every workplace has a restroom, okay? If you consider the things you did in the stalls at the restroom, <laughs> praying uh, the, uh, at work, praying, praying is not going to be a bad thing. This is definitely an improvement. So go in and 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 find a quiet place. And whatever the whatever the fear is, uh, God, please remove this fear of of financial insecurity and poverty and help me to be frugal and a good steward of the blessings that you've given me trusting in you to provide for all my needs amen <clears throat> at once we commence to outgrow fear because as long as you see see the reason you're you're frightened is you think God's not going to provide for you Self-reliance. Remember, that's the problem. We read it in the first paragraph. Well, stop being self-reliant and start relying on God. Well, how do you rely on God? You ask Him for help. You acknowledge your powerlessness and you ask Him for help. And you pay attention to the results. I know what the results are. Okay? When I got out of, of the hospital... In, in January of 1994, my standard day was to wake up at about 4.30 in the morning, terrified. I didn't have to be at work until 8 o'clock. Now, now it just doesn't take that long. But I was not going to go back to sleep. So I could either get up or I could lay there and, and ruminate until it was time to get up. Go take a shower. It's January. We had an ice storm that year. My, I'm in a halfway house, no covered parking, go out, scraping ice off of my, uh, off of my car, get in the car, drive to work. It's a, it's, a, it's a car that's been sitting out overnight, and it's 20 degrees outside. There's no heat in this car for 30 minutes, and it takes 15 minutes to drive to work. I get to work, I've sweated through my shirt. I'm not hot, I'm terrified. I go to work, I, I, I try not to, I try not to, 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 to break down and, and come unglued in my office uh, until noon, maybe I can run over to a, a, a midday meeting, maybe I can't, maybe all I can do is make a phone call. At 4.30 when they, uh, they I'm, I'm working at this point in a clinic setting, sesh, uh, uh, setting. I, I get out at 4.30, I'm at the 5 o'clock meeting, Okay. Meeting's over, maybe I can find somebody to go eat with, maybe I can't. If I can, I do. Um, then I go to the halfway house, spend time with some of the guys. Somewhere around 11 o'clock, I, I have to go to bed. I don't want to because I know what's going to happen. As soon as I lay down, my brain starts creating all the terrible things that are about to happen until I finally fall asleep somewhere between 1.30 and 2 o'clock and wake up at 4.30 to do it all over again. And then every so many days, because of sleep deprivation, I will, I will lay down and go into a deep sleep for however many hours. And then when I wake up, what's the first thing I feel? Terror. Now, that's what I did for, I don't know, months. It's just no way to live. Now, 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 now Rick, in the meantime, is, is trying to help me with some of this stuff. And, and, and he's getting me working the steps. Um, and I would love to tell you that this will work like turning off a light switch. But remember the words, we commence to outgrow our fear. And I did, okay? And I started, I remember one time, you know, somewhere a couple months later, he said, how are you feeling today? I said, not so good. And he said, what's wrong? I said, I didn't sleep well last night. He said, oh, well, how'd you sleep the night before? See, he had to point this out to me. I said, well, I slept well the night before now I don't know when that happened. in other words when when a good night's sleep I'm sorry when when not getting a good night's sleep became the exception rather than the rule. but it happened, okay um, I don't remember when I stopped having having anxiety attacks, but one day I, I one day I realized that I was I was anxious, not 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 overwhelmed with terror. Just I didn't feel good, and I thought about it, and I realized that I probably needed to say a prayer about how I was doing at work. Boy, that was an improvement. We outgrow it, and then one day I realized that I had that, that I was that that I had learned the prayers, so I didn't need the card. And more to the point, I wasn't using the card. Even once a week. I wasn't having I wasn't being beset by fears even even one time every week. Now how do you get from there from point A to point B? It's not humanly possible. So that's how we that's how we deal with fears, yes.
0: We talked earlier today about things we learned from our parents. One of the things that I
1: learned from my parents is what's important is how is the image
0: you convey and portray to other people, and so I would say that one of my fears is uh,
1: fear of embarrassment or or ruining discovery. Okay. Yeah. And and the way to deal with that is 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 don't qu- stop 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 worrying about the, the image. I was saying this last night. Um, I was talking to one of my sponsees some years ago, and when I hung up the phone, my wife looked at me and said, do you believe that stuff you were telling Eric? (laughs) And I thought about it a minute. I said, yeah, I really believe I do. She says, well, that's really great, so when are you going to call your sponsor? See, there was a difference between what I was saying and, and actually what I was believing and what I was doing, and she was pointing out the inconsistency. And so I called, I called Rick. Uh, no, that's not true. I was living out of state that time. I had a different sponsor at that point. So I called my sponsor, and we were, got together within a couple of days. Today, I just can't stand the, 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 the lack of integrity between what I'm... If I'm saying what I'm saying here, and I go home and do different, I either got to call Lee and ask him to retract all these, these CDs... <laughs> or I got to change what I'm doing well I really like what I'm saying okay so so, and, and when I say I like what I'm saying I like the principles that I'm espousing here and if I'm not living with them I'm more likely to change what I'm doing um, because I've spent an awful lot of time examining what do I what do I really believe and, and who do I really want to become And um, and uh, it's just not as much fun to try and cheat around the edges as it once was. So, but that I think that's the that's the answer is 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 make the make the image the reality, and whatever the reality is, let it be there. Okay, and that doesn't mean that when to me that doesn't mean when the. the, the young lady at the checkout counter says, how you doing? First of all, she doesn't really want to know, but that's not, that's not time. That's not time for my 10th step.
0: So. You've
1: mentioned before, there is no such thing as a, as a light conversation with your boss or a, an unserious conversation with your boss. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that one before, and then the fear of discovery or something like that, you know, and the financial insecurity and so on.
0: Coupling that in with what was said before about the idea of people-pleasing mm-hmm. and then transparency as an antidote to the people-pleasing.
1: Well, and, and people-pleasing is a fear that what people think of me is so incredibly important. And, and, and what's really important is how do I treat people, okay? Um, if I show up to work on time, day after day, and I, 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 I do my work diligently, consistently. And when they come and ask me, it's a great one, I have, to, I have to review and sign every lab report that comes back on everybody under my care. And that makes sense. That does. However, after an auditor came in, Now auditor is not a physician, not even particularly competent at anything else, just happens to be an auditor, and decided that if it's a two- or three-page um, lab test, I have to sign and date and time all three pages. Now, it could, you could make the argument that I need to sign the first page, time and date it, and initial the other two, but that's not Okay. Now, the thing is, I'm getting paid by the hour, so if they want to pay me to do silly crap like this, I'll do silly crap like this. But I didn't argue. I, I, I didn't tell them it was stupid. I just said, okay, I'll do it. Now, you know, or I can give as much pushback as I want, but my charts are up. When I left Friday, my charts were up today. I mean, basically, I just try to do what I'm asked to do. And if that's not okay... Then it's not okay. It's not okay with them. Well, it'll be okay with someone else. And and that's just it. And most importantly, be okay with me. So um, you know, I, I'm just you know that that's kind of the approach I take. And and I understand there's some people who are only happy when they're unhappy. I'm not going to try to make them. I'm not going to try to make them uh, change on that one. So, so that's fear. Okay, now about sex. Um, and that starts on page 68. And then uh, um, uh, Bill goes off on a, a little interesting uh, tirade there. But uh, I don't care about whether we should have sex and more sex, pepper or planned. But, uh, but here's what, what, what do I do about it, this is on page 69. We reviewed our own conduct over years past. Where had we been selfish, dishonest, or inconsiderate, whom did we hurt? Did we unjustifiably arouse jealousy, suspicion, or bitterness? Where were we at fault? What should we have done instead? These are not rhetorical questions. Now, the way that I approach the harm done others Inventory is first. I start with the sexual partners towards whom I've harmed, and then I start going. And I and I literally I just make a list. Now, I I, so I change the order of the questions. The first question is whom have I hurt, and I put that person's name down, and then um, I look to see. In dealing with that person, where was I selfish, dishonest, or inconsiderate? And I describe the selfishness, the dishonesty, and the inconsideration. Um, Did I unjustifiably arouse jealousy, suspicion, or bitterness? And not just yes, 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 it's I arouse jealousy by, uh, by doing this, I arouse suspicion by doing that, and the bitterness came when I... When I broke off the affair to go to the next one, you know. Now, the whom have I hurt? And this gets kind of interesting. If I sexually abused uh, a an individual, I'm going to use going to use a, a a friend of my sister's, okay? And and let's say her name was Mary. So, so I, I engaged Mary in a in a selfish sexual affair. What did that do to, to her relationship with my sister? It damaged it. She started lying to her mother and her sister about what we were doing together. Those two people were harmed. Okay. So, so. So all these, and and when we get the, so so all these people, I have to make a note of, of you know, and, and I arouse suspicion in her mother, jealousy in my sister. I mean, I need to look at all of this. I need to get a real clear picture of what what Bill in full self will mode looks like in in Bill's world, the people around Bill. Okay, and it's not a pretty picture. No wonder that the, they won't participate in my little drama. Okay? So I go ahead and do that. And, and and then I go all the way through the uh uh through the list and and uh and, and it said and looked at it and eventually I'm gonna discuss it with my sponsor. Okay. And and then <clears throat> uh the idea of a sane and sound uh uh, ideal for my future sex life. It's kind of like not that, <laughs> you know, not the above. But <clears throat> rather than just a negative, not that. What would it look like instead? And I, I, I kind of got to that up here. Well, how about if I was in a relationship in which I was uh, concerned about the well-being of the other person, considerate of her needs, tolerant, love, you know. <clears throat> and and um, and and so I, I go ahead and do that. Now, <clears throat> in it, once I've gone through all of the the sexual partners, then I start looking at other people I've harmed. Okay, uh, the the the, it, you know, I, this is something was done to me. But it, it's if it, if I'd done it, this is would. Okay. I, I took Dan's written work, removed his name and put mine on it and sent it uh, forward for publication as if it were my own personal work. Since, since, since I have authority over Dan and can make sure that nothing good ever happens in his life again if he says anything about it. Dan doesn't really have much he can say or do. Okay. Now, I didn't ever have sex with Dan, but did I harm him? Do you think I was selfish, dishonest, or inconsiderate? Do you think I was not any of those? Can you see how it might have uh, aroused uh, uh, jealousy and bitterness? You think how Dan might be suspicious of of showing me any of his work in the future? Okay, so that's what that's the. And I just I go through, and and at some point I'm going to have a list to the best of my recollection of of who I've harmed. Um, down at the bottom of the page it says. Uh, uh, we treat uh, sex as we would any other problem. In meditation, we ask God what we should do about each specific matter. The right answer will come if we want it. Um, and 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 so if I'm treating sex that way, I need to be treating other situations that way. So so if, even though, like I say, I never had sex with man, I need to get it down on paper, look at it, and ask for, for guidance. Um, <clears throat> now... Uh, I'm, I'm flipping over now to page 70 suppose we fall short of the chosen ideal and stumble does this mean we're going to get drunk um, but this is only half truth it depends on us and on our motives um, and, and uh, it talks about the idea that, that if, we, if we are sorry and have an honest desire to have God take us to better things um, we, can, we can move forward if not we're going to have some real serious problems. Uh, And in sex addiction, this has some different different issues. But with that being said, I've been married for uh, over 12 years, which really is a surprise to to most everybody, uh, especially me. (laughs) I thought she'd have come to her senses long before this. But... uh, um, in the twelve years, I have occasionally been inconsiderate. Okay, I have been selfish. I've been inattentive. I have not had sex with partners outside of the marriage. But if that's the if that if that's if that's how low I want to set the bar, that is not going. That's not my my. Uh, idea you know that's not my idea of a of a sane and sound marriage that we just don't sleep with other people okay so so what i'm what I, my point is that that in each of these cases i have to to look at this now in the 12 years i have been i have had uh um had experiences where images and I'm talking about printed or TV images have have caused me just to, to have to do something to be free from lust okay now if I want to pursue that, not quite to the point of acting out then then in that case what I'm doing is I am, I am removing myself from any intimate relationship with my wife as long as I am pursuing lust. Lust and intimacy can't coexist. If I'm lusting after my wife, I can't be intimate with my wife. Now, I don't need to tell my wife every time I'm having a struggle because she really doesn't want to hear about it. But what I do need to do is, if I am, and I have, have had times when I was in some sort of conflict with, with other people, either from work or whatever, and I was, I was not emotionally available, and it was important that I not use sex with her to medicate my feelings. Okay, uh, this this bring, brings it up a little bit higher. I have had other women who, for whatever reason, and I and I, I get it—they're sick women. That's that's it. That are flirting with me, and 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 it's not that I was particularly tempted as much as it was that it, it that my addict starts getting busy again, and and I need to resolve this before I go to have sex with my wife. Um, <clears throat> now, clearly, and, and, and whether you're talking about AA or SA or whatever, um, if, I'm ha- if, if, if I, I cannot be recovery, in, in recovery and getting on the Internet and looking at porn, I cannot be in recovery and having an emotional affair uh, with, with someone at work. I cannot be in recovery um, and, and, and calling the phone sex numbers, okay? These things just don't work. Um, so this this comment that we don't want to be the arbiter of anyone's uh, uh, sexual conduct, um, the issue with SA is not that we're trying to be the arbiter of what you do. We're trying to tell you what works in Sexaholics Anonymous and if, that, if you do not want to be a part of our, our, our common community, there are other S groups. But, but for some of us, the sobriety, and I, I say some of us, meaning me, and as part of the us, the, the definition of sexual sobriety as no sex with self or partners other than the spouse is, is a matter of life or death. <clears throat> and 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 to to start, for me to start playing with that definition is 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 very problematic. And I want to be in a place where, in this fellowship, I want this fellowship to be a place where I, I, my welfare is part of the common welfare. That's that's all I'm saying. Now I have I have uh, uh, sponsors who are attending SAA meetings because where they live the SAA meetings are way too sick for anybody to recover, and and since they're still early in their recovery, I'm not telling them, okay, here's how you make a sick SAA group a healthy SAA group they found some, some SAA groups that, that have some really good recovery. And in some of those groups, some of the people have our definition as their definition for sexual sobriety. And I'm glad that, that, I'm glad that I, that's not what I have to do in order for my recovery uh, today. So, so when we're talking about the sobriety definition and not being the arbiter... That's that's not where S.A. is, or let me rephrase that. That's not how I perceive the S.A. sobriety definition. Now, <clears throat> that pretty much uh, 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 comes just to sum up about sex on the middle of page 70. Earnestly pray for the right ideal for guidance in each questionable situation for sanity and for the strength to do the right thing, if sex is very troublesome, we throw ourselves the harder into helping others. I got to tell you, this works, folks. Okay, there's nothing to get me out of my mental uh, uh, insanity like like talking with another sexaholic. Uh, we think of their needs and work for them. It takes us out of ourselves it quiets the imperious urge when to yield would mean heartache. And that's it. That's, that's what we do. It's, and it's really it, And again, please note, there's nothing here that says that you write out every disgusting sexual act that you ever performed. In fact, I really want to strongly discourage that. Rather, it talks about the people we hurt and what we should have done instead. We look at our selfishness in consider that's what we're doing. Um, I think you can write a uh, I think you can write a very thorough fourth step that uh that that could be presented to a prosecuting attorney who didn't like you, and he would review it and say, "Well hell there's nothing here that I can indict cause because look at what we're looking at we're looking at our resentments we're looking at our fears." And we're looking at at the harms we've done others and, and, and how we were selfish, dishonest, that sort of stuff. We're not writing out details of... Okay. Now, if we have been thorough about our personal inventory, we have written down a lot. We'll get back to this in just a moment. Uh, We have listed and analyzed our resentments. We have begun to comprehend their futility and their fatality. They're just not going to let that one go, are they? No. (laughs) We have commenced to see their terrible destructiveness. We have begun to learn tolerance, patience, and goodwill toward all men, even our enemies, for we look upon them as sick people. We have listed the people we have hurt by our conduct. Notice here it doesn't say our sexual conduct. We've listed the people we've hurt by our conduct and are willing to straighten out the past if we can. In this book, you have read again and again that faith did for us what we could not do for ourselves. We hope you are convinced now that God can remove whatever self-will has blocked you off from Him. Oh, I'm not going to be able to overcome self-will by self-will.
0: <laughs>
1: if you have made a decision, that's the third step, and an inventory of your grosser handicaps, you've made a good beginning. That being so, you have swallowed and digested some big chunks of truth about yourself. Well, notice that they say grosser handicaps. Okay, this is this is where we start. We can talk about uh, some more of this a little bit. Uh, uh, later on but understand that this is the first pass the 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 first time we write this out we're 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 really and truly we're trying to get a a, uh, get a good clear picture of our resentments our fears and how we've hurt other people and we are not going to get every detail and even if we manage somehow to get all of this there would still be a whole bunch of other more subtle handicaps. This is the grosser handicaps. There'll be a bunch of more subtle handicaps that 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 will keep us engaged in recovery for the rest of our lives. Now that's that's that may seem like bad news, but it's really good news because the day that I think that 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 I, that I have that God has recovered me to such a, a a state of spiritual superiority that I no longer need His sorry ass to help me then I'm in deep serious trouble. And, and 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 it is it is precisely because I stay engaged, because I have sponsees who share their journey with me. They hold up a mirror for me. Um, I listen to a, a man who'd been sober forty five years talking uh uh, about about the fifth step, he had just listened to another person's fifth step that week and and that had caused him to realize that there was some work he needed to do. so here's a f- guy forty five years sober listening to somebody who's probably in his first ninety days, and the the guy with ninety days is showing the old timer work that remains for the old timer to do. That indeed is how it works, okay? God rigs the game that way. Okay? In God's casino, everybody wins, okay? Um and and uh and, and finally, uh what I would what I would like to suggest here is that that uh we're going to t- going to pick up on this again in a few weeks. And um uh, I had one guy show up for a uh, for a, uh, a fifth step. I mean, he he literally he he flew in to where I lived, and uh, he brought his his fourth step so we could go over it. Uh, he had eight
0: books <laughs> <a> in the <laughs>
1: Oh, my personal does <laughs> um, one of my friends said that that he did an inventory with a guy who had two hundred and sixty eight people on his list of resentments he hated every one of them and he wished there were more. <laughs> <laughs> And, and 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 by the way, this guy is sober today still sober today and 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 uh, and and over the years he he really has become a really uh, 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 kind and gentle man and he's he's one of the pillars of our home group but uh, but but the point the point is that that um, that he has done inventory. Over and over and over again, you know, over the years, uh, he, you know, when when we got him to stop being homicidal, that was a big step. Okay, now he 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 probably if you if you're if you're driving in front of him and flip on your turn signal, he's probably going to let you over. Okay, and if he and if he doesn't, if he speeds up to make sure you don't get in front of him. By, by the next day, he's going to have to call his sponsor and say, I blew it, okay? Now, that's pretty dramatic. What I want to offer is that since we're going to try to get back together in a few weeks, start off start off by making your, your uh, top ten list of resentments, okay? I'm just saying start off by limiting it to that because I want you to to get through through the process of doing a fourth step before we get together next time. Make a list of your fears. As I'd suggested, no matter how many fears you think you have, they're probably going to start collapsing pretty quickly into just, you know a manageable number of discrete fears and you can do all of those I don't think and 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 I'll tell you uh, I disagree with the big book I think fear is worse than resentment because and the reason I say that is because I don't think that you can maintain a resentment if you don't have fear okay that's my belief. if um, so we can get rid of fear we're going to take a, a lot of air out of the resentments and and the other is this is not your last time. This is just the beginning, so so go ahead and do it. And then there, uh, uh, when you start making a list of the people you've harmed, the people that you think of when you first wake up in the morning, the people you think of when you're trying to lay down and go to sleep, and then you just make the list. One of the ways that I like, again, that tornado exercise, start with the people closest to you and move out. Uh, and 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 then when you've got when you've completed that process with with ten resentments and ten harms done others, if you say we've got two more weeks before we get together, add ten more. That's fine, I don't care. But remember that whatever you whatever you get written out, it's important that you have a chance to sit down with your sponsor to go over this with the fifth step before we get back. That's why I don't want somebody taking twenty. Days to write out their their fourth step, and then thinking that they're going to bring three notebooks full of stuff uh, on the uh, the Wednesday night before we get together next on a Friday, and and go over all that stuff and and have a meaningful fifth step. I'd rather we look at the really the the really painful resentment and rela- relational problems so we can start to let some of the poison out and then we can go go back in later and, and, and start doing the nice plastic surgery t- uh, touches that makes everything look prettier uh, but, but the other part is that once you have this once you have this experience then you'll be ready to move forward and and tomorrow we'll talk about five, six, and seven. The instructions on five, six, and seven. We'll have plenty of time to do that tomorrow morning. Um, and 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 then you'll be be prepared, and you'll have a list to start with when we get on eight and nine. You'll have a list of har- of people you've harmed that we can start working on as we get to eight and nine, and uh, and you won't feel you know, lost just an Easter egg while everybody else is sitting there writing stuff. And so so go ahead and do it. Um, and, and again, uh, the, the whole point of this is not to punish yourself. Uh, it's to be free. Um, I want to read something to you. These are the promises for the fifth step. And in order to get to the fifth step, you've got to do the fourth step. So on page 75, when we take our fifth step, we pocket our pride and go to it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Once we have taken this step, withholding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our Creator. We may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. The feeling that the lust problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel we are on the broad highway walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. So if that's punishment to you, then 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 don't do your fourth step. Don't do your fifth step. But if it but 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 I track the the major turning point in my recovery, <clears throat> the the loss of being of being suicidal. I had a lot more to go in turn I mean, I was in the middle of a divorce. Those are not fun, folks. You know, um, I had I had two employers uh, uh, close the doors in a period of four. I don't know, 12, 14 months. I'd have to count back. Uh, I mean, it was just—it was not the best times. Okay, it was—it really there was a lot of challenging, but I was better, and I wasn't suicidal. Now that counts for—in my book, that counts for a lot. Okay, and and the other is that that after being dry for at this point probably close to four four and a half years. After doing my fifth step, six, seven, and being in the middle of eight and nine, within just a couple of months, I started. I had I had two or three new sponsors. Up until then, people looked at me and said, "Whatever that guy has, I don't want it," <laughs> and I'm not willing to do anything he's doing. And and suddenly, within within just that brief period, the change in me was so obvious that even. A newcomer walking through the door, as we all do, feeling like, because they, I mean they they were they were desperate, but they looked at me and they weren't that crazy. And suddenly, (laughs) suddenly I became what I had became attractive. So, so you know, don't delay on this. This is this is really really good stuff. Okay, well, we'll uh, close. Uh, Let's close with the Lord's Prayer, uh, and then we'll go have uh, have dinner. (coughs) Our Father, Father,
0: who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name.